Who Are That Are Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation. Final Fantasy VII is the story of a band of happy-go-lucky eco-terrorists trying to save the planet by killing a man who wants to become the planet? <laughs> uh, yep, that's um, a good synopsis, I suppose. Yeah. There's a, uh, yeah, the um, the world of Final Fantasy VII is uh, confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, putting it lightly. Yeah, so uh, this is, uh, if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, we're going to get into a lot of spoilers, uh, starting right about now. Yeah, um, but, you know, not that you would understand the story if you played through it anyway, so I'm not sure you're really missing out anything by having it spoiled. Well, you, so you start off your, your cloud, and you're... You are you're, a cloud, jo- accumulonimbus <laughs> in the atmosphere. You you join a ragtag band of eco terrorists, as you say. Yeah. Trying to uh, undermine a company that's sucking the energy out of the planet. Yeah, geothermal energy. A company where Sephiroth used to work. Sephiroth Sol- is a bad guy. You can tell because he has long white hair and a, and a black heart <laughs> and a black materia. Um, and then he dies. Who dies? Sephiroth dies. Okay. And then he's not dead. Yeah. And then he wants to destroy the planet. Yeah. But not destroy it. He just wants to wound the planet to become a god. And he becomes part of the planet on accident. Yes. And somehow you get mixed up with this corporation that wants to take advantage of the energy. Classic corporation move. Um... What did we miss anything? I don't know. I mean, that was basically <laughs> that's basically my understanding of the game, and uh, yeah, I it's uh, it's very confusing, but people love this game, yeah, for reasons that I think we'll discuss, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, we will discuss Jordan. This is gonna be a this is gonna be an episode, man. It's gonna be an interesting one. Um, just right out of the gates, I think that Dan had a better time with this one than I did, which is not a very high bar, though. <laughs> so I'm still not sure, um, Dan. How, just your general overall feeling about this? Like, are you feeling positive, more positive than negative, more negative than positive? Some a column A, some a column B. Okay, I feel well, all right. Exhausted. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way of putting it. But to be fair, now th- this is going to be a lot of but to be fair uh, on this one. Oh, Dan's just going to make a lot of excuses, it sounds like. Yeah, I am going to make a lot of excuses, both for and against this game. Ooh. Um, we played, I played <clears throat> uh, the bulk of this game in the last like two weeks. Yes. N- now, if I were the kind of person with the time to just sit down and play games every night, like leisurely, maybe playing a 40 hour game in two weeks wouldn't be a problem. Um, but this is not the kind of game that you want to play in just two weeks. Oh, I, you could have just stopped after this is not the kind of game that you want to play. And that would have been a true statement about me. Hey now, Hey now, Hey now, Hey now. Um, Ooh. <laughs> 
Uh, there's a lot here, and I feel like I would have had a different experience with this game if I would have consistently come back to it over the course of like, I don't know, a month or three. Um, All right. So caveats apply. We did, um, you know, just by the nature of the show, we we covered this in a short period of time. So yeah. if you hear this and you think we're completely wrong, first of all, what's new? <laughs> Second of <Yep>. all... <laughs> You know, maybe we didn't appreciate it in the way you would want us to. But before we dive into all that, Dan, is there anything about the background of this game that you want to share with us? Of course, Jordan. You know I've got those fun facts. I know you do. You know I got those fun facts. Of course, this game, Legendary, a lot of people like it. Developed by Square, uh, purveyor of fine RPGs. Is this pre-Enix? Yes. This is Squaresoft pre-Enix. It was released in January of 1997 uh worldwide i assume it didn't it didn't specify but it did say on the wikipedia page that this was the first entry in the main final fantasy series that was released in pal regions what yeah yeah i don't know how the pal region never got a mainline final fantasy entry before this which just doesn't sound right to me doesn't sound right seems wrong but then again the 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 Final Fantasy franchise has all sorts of weirdness all over it. Oh, we, yeah. We never got two in North America, but we got three, but it was actually six. And then I don't think we got five. And then I think Final Fantasy two was actually Final Fantasy four. And the whole thing is messy. It's very messy. I uh, I, I made that mistake early on in uh, the, the history of our podcast. I posted something. Like I saw, oh, it's the anniversary of Final Fantasy 3. So I posted a commercial that I thought was a commercial for Final Fantasy 3 and then just got lit up with people being like, actually, that's Final <laughs> Fantasy 6. And it's like, okay, actually, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's I not my fault. In that case, it's not my fault. <laughs> just name the game what it is. Jordan, we should just say up front, you're probably going to hear this episode and you're probably going to think to yourself, actually, a whole lot in this episode. Yeah. Um, so just... This is my first Final Fantasy game that I've ever spent significant time with. And this is my second Final Fantasy game. And the only other one I've really played is Final Fantasy 1 on the NES, where I was like 10 years old and probably <laughs> never got past the first couple hours of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have grace for us. Yes. Uh, this game, Jordan, sold 12.8 million units. That's a lot of copies. That is a lot of copies. That's uh just a that's uh just a little bit less than thirteen million. Yeah, just just a little <laughs> bit less. And I don't know if Wikipedia if that number factors into all of the re-releases on like PS4 and Switch, Xbox One, PC, mobile. Oh yeah, probably not because they don't hardly ever count digital anything. Yeah. Uh, we should say up front, I played uh, the PS1 classic version on PS3. You played some of the Switch version. Okay, Dan. I see how this <laughs> is going to go. I want everybody to know I played half of this game, which, to be fair, is quite the achievement for me because I had a miserable time doing it. So once I got to the point, <laughs> it was the end of disc one, which would have been disc one. I'm playing a digital version on the Switch. And I looked it up, and everything said that that was about half the game. I'm like, you know what? This is a nice place for it to end. <laughs> this is a nice place for my journey to end. I will watch Dan on his journey. I'll watch some YouTube videos oh, and man. get caught up. But I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I wanted to um, 
just have a little capsule of the game to comment on without poisoning my mind towards it even <laughs> further so I could try to be objective. Oh, I, I am excited to get into this. But I have a couple more couple more little fun facts about Hit this us with one, them. Jordan. Um, development began, this is Wikipedia. All of this stuff is Wikipedia, just so you know. <laughs> but these are quotes, direct quotes from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying this is Wikipedia. The, the, I was yes. very confused. I've never seen a Wikipedia uh, before, so I thought maybe that's just like a, when somebody talks. No. Yeah, this is going to be my computer talking. Quotes okay. from Wikipedia. Development of the final version took a staff of between 100 and 150 people just over a year to complete. I have no, no. idea like what the length of time stuff takes for these games. Is that is that a long time? Not a long time? Well, the point is, as video game development teams were usually only 20 people, the oh. game had what was described as the largest development team of any game up to that point. That makes so much sense. I think that they let each of those people make their own game and story <laughs> that had nothing to do with everything else and then they just mashed them all together and that's how we got this mm, mm. yeah i mean maybe there's a lot here there is a lot here there's a lot here uh final fantasy 7 was at the time one of the most expensive video game projects ever costing an estimated 40 million dollars equivalent to 64 million dollars that's a lot i did see um you know that this game, the development originally started like they were planning on having it on the Super Nintendo, and then the Nintendo sixty four, and then they realized like we can't do this on cartridges. I saw an estimate that said if this game came out on Nintendo sixty four cartridges, it would cost like twelve hundred dollars to oh, buy. Yeah, just because like the <laughs> amount of actual like cartridges you would have needed to fit it all on there. Yeah, that's another point that I have about development. Uh, began on Super Nintendo, then eventually went over to PlayStation. They I, they were going to put it on the N64 DD. Disk drive. Yeah, and I, I guess it was like going to take 30 cartridges or something to fit everything that they were trying Which to do. It's just hilarious. Yes. So the power of CD-ROM gave us this gem of a game. They might get scratched to heck and just be completely worthless, but hey, you can put a lot of stuff on a CD. <laughs> Uh, um, that is all that I have of my fun facts, Jordan. Are, do you, are you ready to hop into what this game does well? Am I ever? <laughs> all right, let's get into it. favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> here we go my favorite thing about this game no i won't do that i'll start with something actually about the game first i kind of <laughs> like so i don't have a lot of rpg experience i think we talked a little bit about this in our knights of the old republic episode my rpg experience is basically pokemon games which are like baby's first rpg yeah and um golden sun on mm -hmm. the game boy advance which is like it is a Japanese RPG, but kind of dumbed down a little bit. Um, so those are like the the sum total of my experience with RPGs, really. And so um, playing Knights of the Old Republic, that was like a, what, 30-hour game or something. Mm -hmm. And and that was a big step. And then now jumping into Final Fantasy VII, 
um, there's just a lot here. But one thing <laughs> that like stands out that's very different from my experience with Pokemon, which is like you have four attacks, or um, Knights of the Old Republic, which was a very different battle system, mm. was the, uh, what do they call it? active time battle fighting system in this yeah. game. And how you, you like have each character has their own like timer and then you can attack and you build up these limit breaks. And I actually thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think at times... I found myself just wishing it was just strictly turn-based, um, but it adds an interesting, uh, I guess, stress or urgency to to the battles. Um, I guess I, I've never really played much. Uh, well, I haven't played any of the previous Final Fantasies beyond like a half an hour of Final Fantasy One. Um, I played a little bit of Chrono Trigger, and I think it has a similar like active time battle system gotcha but i found myself wishing i had a little bit more space to think about things but i guess it's it's it was interesting to me when it wasn't screwing me over from like needing to figure out what i need to do right the second before i (laughs) get wiped again it definitely does add a sense of urgency that you you don't have in a a game like pokemon um definitely very different from what do you call like the system in knights of the old republic where you're like it is an RPG, but the battle system is not turn-based. Well, it's, that's based on like D&D. Okay. I guess so, it was like turn-based, but you don't see the turns. Yeah. I don't and know. you can pause it at any time and sort of, yeah. Very different. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like a, a, a good thing, a bad thing for people who are like more experienced with RPGs, but it was something unique to me that was like interesting enough to keep me interested for the amount of it that I played. Yeah. It's also interesting. I played uh, like maybe 15 minutes of the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake demo and they went away from that system which I thought was interesting what uh, do you do in that one it's almost <clears throat> it's not like completely action RPG but it's way more like an action RPG but you can still issue commands and sort of um, tell your teammates to do stuff and like you can't I don't know it's weird it's it's but it's way more of like an action RPG style thing than an either turn-based or the action time battle active thing what do they call it? active time battle atb atv 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 it's an all-terrain vehicle which there are several of in this game <laughs> oh man chocobos chocobos yeah chocobos buggies airships There's, submarines you fly an airplane that very quickly becomes a boat the little bronco <laughs> the oh yeah the little bronco do you i don't think you fly the little bronco oh yeah yeah it it's crashes in a, like in right a cut away scene. yeah you don't fly it cutscenes like, jordan we we'll got there. you got the cutscenes on what this game does well <laughs> we'll get there dan why don't you tell me what you liked about this game uh okay i'll just have you i'll hit you with the first thing i have on my list all right i'm ready for it uh the arrow and pointer system to guide you while you're running around the world. Okay. <laughs> Just happens to um, be the first thing that I have written down. So for those of you who haven't seen this game, you have 3D like polygon characters on a 2D kind of like hand-drawn or watercolor or like very like 2D hand-created world map. Yeah. And it's very difficult sometimes to tell where <laughs> entrances and exits and, like, 
certain things are. So they've added, you can hit like the select button, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it just gives you little arrows to show you where all of the things are that you can interact with. And it gives you a little pointer over your head so that you know where your character is. Yes. you can't tell. Which is a good thing because without it, you would almost have no clue where you could go in this game. And sometimes even with it, you have no clue where you can go. But nonetheless, it made this game's uh, it made running around this game actually work. Yeah. I had it on pretty much the whole time. I don't know how you would play this game without it because it's super hard to tell where you can go in certain areas. Yeah, I don't think that I figured it out until like a couple hours in, and then as soon as I figured it out, I had it on the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just a little thing, a little thing I liked. Uh, first major thing, though, Jordan, I like the music in this game. I also put down that I like the music. It definitely has... There's a lot of music in this game. And there is a lot. There, partially because there's so many cutscenes in this game. And the music does do a good job of like conveying the emotion of mm-hmm. each cutscene, which is super necessary because the actual like dialogue and writing isn't always super good. I don't know if it's like yeah. the translation wasn't great or whatever. So sometimes like you're reading this kind of like stunted or awkward dialogue, but the music does a really good job of conveying whatever it is that you're supposed to be feeling, which I was impressed with. Um, Definitely gets a little bit old at times when you're like 20 or 30 hours into it and you're hearing (laughs) the exact same battle music, but there's so much other music besides the battle music. Um, I did like at the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, this battle music is awesome. And I put it down on the list like immediately of what I liked. And then after like 10 hours, I was like, "Um, okay, I've heard heard this song a lot. How can you speak to what it's like to be 30 hours into this game? Um, I just felt that way. Oh, I only, like I only <laughs> made it about 20 hours in, but it felt yeah. it felt like a million yeah. years. And then watching you continue to play it, and I was just like, oh, there's that song again. <laughs> uh, also, I watched a little bit of the, the PS4 version. I think the music was different. So I don't know if your version had different music than mine. or No, it was the yeah. same. Um, but I watched the ending of the game from the PS4 version. I was like, this is not the song that I heard on my game. What's going oh, on Oh, PS4, here? not the remake you're talking about. No, not the remake. The, the PS4 version, which I think is based on the PC version of the original Final Fantasy. I don't oh, know. Oh, goodness. It's I have no idea. Good old Final Fantasy and whatever they're doing. Why would you record multiple soundtracks for the same I game? don't know. It just sounded different. Maybe... Maybe the mix was different. Could be, but maybe the hardware limitations... That could um, be, too. ...weren't as bad in, on the PC, so they... I don't know. Because um, originally, I was reading uh, that the composer wanted to do, like, a proper... Like orchestrated soundtrack, yeah. but for performance reasons, apparently it made loading times like really long. So they went back with like the MIDI sort of route uh, that I listened to for a very long time and enjoyed. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, and it's all over the map. I mean, you have like these epic um, battle themes, and then you have like these silly like chocobo, like bluegrass like racing themes and then you have like surf rock and just the music does a really good job like you said of conveying what's going on yep and it's timed really well too it's like the there's certain ways that the music changes in certain scenes where you're like oh clearly this was intended to yep you know play up the emotion that you're supposed to be feeling and um i liked that a lot 
What else do you got, Dan? Uh, the next thing that I have, I think that this will be interesting to hear your side of. Uh, I have the story is interesting and unique. Oh, no. <laughs> Dan, this story is a convoluted mess. There is nothing. It, it's like the most like generic anime garbage throwaway story. And not only is it so bad that they can't, like they, they take 40 hours to tell the story. And it's not like the majority of the game is actually doing anything. The majority of the game is watching the story. And <laughs> even with that, it's like, oh, there's more, you guys. We made a movie to tell more of the story. It's like, just stop. Just stop. They, there'll be like a cutscene where they tell you, oh, the earth is, is falling apart because the corporation's doing bad stuff. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. And then like 10 minutes later, another cutscene telling you the exact same thing. And it's just like, by, I, I couldn't care less about the story <laughs> by the end of the 20th hour. I was just like, this is so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm, we're just going to put all the story stuff here. Dan, there are, what, 40 hours, roughly 40 hours of this game? Roughly. 10 hours of cutscenes, Dan. 10 hours. If you go onto YouTube and look at the, <laughs> the co- compilation of all the cutscenes that are necessary for the story, it's over 10 hours. If you want to summarize the story of this game on YouTube, it's 40 minutes for like a decent <laughs> summary. There's a guy out there who will like summarize it in three or there's a guy out there who will summarize it in 20. You do not get the story. The 40 minute one is still like rushed. The story is not a thing this game does well. Now, Jordan, I think the story, as I said, is interesting and unique. Can you, you can you at least get behind that? Unique is the most like <laughs> non-committal. What do you mean unique? <laughs> I mean, I haven't experienced a story like this in another game. It's uh, like about the bad guys are polluting the world, and we need to stop the evil corporations. And that's not a unique story. That's just the world we live no, in. No, it's like this whole thing where it starts off where you've got energy reactors sucking the life of the planet dry, and then there's this whole like ancient uh, race of people, and you're just literally Seth- just describing Galactus <laughs> from Marvel Comics. <laughs> Galactus, who sucks the power from planets. I don't hate the story in this. Although it is convoluted and confusing, I found it to be a more interesting story. I yeah, I there it was just agree to disagree, Jordan. There's there's so many like little things. Like they spend a good chunk of the first disc trying to figure out who's the spy in our group. There's a spy in our group and like totally don't realize like maybe it's the sketchy cat dude that you picked up, uh, who was incredibly sketchy and decided to join your group out of nowhere. No. And then, Oh, it turns out he's the bad guy, but guess what? He's going to sacrifice himself to save you, but he's not really because no. he's just a stuffed animal. Like no. what? That's an actual part of this story. <laughs> That comes immediately after, like, the tragic death of one of your main characters. And it's like, don't worry, the the stuffed animal robot's going to sacrifice himself, which seems like a noble thing to do until five seconds later when he appears. Oh, I got a new body. It's like, what was the point about you agonizing over losing your body when 10 seconds later you show up with a new one? They and don't... that's just like a small sliver of the oh, nonsense in this right, game. Whatever, Jordan. It's not like they spend significant time trying to figure out who the spy is in their group. That's like a doesn't even. That's not even a thing. Really. There's a whole side quest thing that that revolves around that, Dan. Or the whole thing about like Cloud turns evil and gives Sephiroth the thing that you just spent the last five hours trying to get. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Can we trust Cloud? 
yeah, let's bring him back in. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody in this story <laughs> makes any common sense decisions. Uh, uh, what else? What else you got, Jordan? <laughs> the first like two hours of the story are you're joining this this terrorist group and you're blowing up a reactor and it's like okay that was kind of cool, like a interesting just throw you right into the story yeah and then you go and have like an hour of dialogue to talk about it and be conflicted about it and then you go and do the exact same thing a second time that's what the game does well no damn i'm just i we're said well you story. got oh. oh i was just telling you what else i hated about the story <laughs> and i only watched half of it <laughs> all right this is you i'm sorry i mixed i mixed uh, the two streams right. because you said the story was the live good. streams the live streams it's dangerous <laughs> gotta keep sephiroth out of the live stream or he'll become the planet <laughs> are you or he'll destroy every other planet except for earth yeah <laughs> yeah and the sun apparently the earth can exist without the sun no big deal <laughs> All right, let's move back to what this game is. Well, Dan, you want to know what I my most favorite thing, top of my list that I liked about this game? The gold saucer. No, Dan, I like <laughs> in the Nintendo Switch version, if you oh. press down on the left stick, you can speed the game up to 3x, which makes it three times faster, which means you only have to experience this game for one third of the time. Does that mean you played 60 hours of this game? No, it means I played like 11 hours of this game. That's, it's man. a nice quality of life feature because the game is super slow. The text is slow. The cutscenes are slow. So you can speed up most of it by pressing in that left stick. It's great. And you can press in another button to turn off uh, random encounters, which also speed things up. Big fan of that. I needed that desperately. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I think we might we might have to touch on that a little later on, these quality of life features. Um, but yeah, uh, these, this game takes a long time with the summons and literally uh Sephiroth has a move called supernova where he destroys basically the entire uh, all the planets in our solar system which is awesome which is awesome the first time you see it. it yes but when you're fighting Sephiroth and you're not like super overpowered for the fight we'll just say that yeah um the, the I timed it. I, I pulled out a timer after seeing this for like the third time. Yeah. And the thing is like a minute and 40 seconds long. Okay. So I'll have a lot more to say about cutscenes later in this episode. <laughs> it's, but it's not even a cutscene, it's a battle move. But in for this one, for the supernova attack, I'm really glad that Dan told me to go watch it because it's awesome. Sephiroth like does something. It's he there's like an energy ball that blows up Pluto. And then it comes in, it's blowing up each planet as it comes through. And then it just skips um, Mercury, Venus, and Earth and hits the sun. And then the sun explodes and then it blows up Mercury and Venus. And then it gets to Earth and it like the, the supernova is coming out from behind Sephiroth. And it then it like just like grazes you and does some damage. It does a lot of damage. Takes you down to, I think, one sixteenth of your health. First of all, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like whoever came up with that. Awesome. The first time. Just don't think about it too much because how does he destroy yeah, all the planets multiple times? I was literally times? just going to say. Like, how do you even survive anymore yeah. after the, the sun has been exploded? <laughs> um, how does every other planet get exploded but, like, Earth, it just does some damage to you and not to Sephiroth? I don't know. But it was awesome. 
Right. Point being, I guess, the quality of life feature of being able to speed this up is probably really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You could instead of forty instead of a minute and forty seconds, it would have been like I don't know, whatever a third of that is. Don't make me math. Although that that um attack does have like a bunch of random math equations that pop up yep. during it. Yeah. Which reminds me of that meme of like when you're thinking really hard and all the math equations are showing up <laughs> in outer space. I'm pretty sure that comes from uh, Sephiroth's supernova. Yeah, and I guess uh, we can sort of touch on another point that I have um, with all of this stuff. is I have that the game feels epic. You have these summons, you have these huge bosses, you have like a ton of cutscenes, you have a huge world to explore. And this game just feels... Like, there's just so much here. And I imagine back in 1997 when this came out, like, I get it now. I understand why everybody loves this game the way that they do, because there's just so much. I don't, I didn't love fighting bosses for 10 of the 35 hours that I played this game. <laughs> but I can imagine, like, back in 1997, you get to Sephiroth, and it's, like, this huge, like, he's, like, this giant, like, angel centaur thing. Yeah. Uh, after you fight a Bizarro Sephiroth and Genova tentacles, like, yeah, you're fighting these huge bosses, and you're calling in these giant, like, deity... Summon yeah, what was things. up with the summons? Like, did they ever? Did I did I miss that, or did they ever explain like why you were able to like just like summon giant demons? Like materia, it, Jordan. I know, but like it's, Baphomet, you can summon Baphomet. Like just like these, like three versions of it, or maybe like, four. Why? How? Why? What? It's just materia. It it so it's like compacted life stream energy from the planet, and it makes you have like unique abilities. Okay. All right. So I didn't. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't miss anything. Materia. Then. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything about like. You just got to understand materia, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Now that it makes more. Now that you said it like that, I totally understand it. So thank you. I mean, think about it. Like you can like call down lightning or like. That re- makes sense. Regenerate health or okay. like. Those are typical magic powers. Yeah. <laughs> but like summoning, get- summoning like a Hindu goddess. <laughs> uh, where did it come where, where to how what you get, you get a gem it's called materia and it lets you steal things from your enemies you can put it on your sword or on your, your arm band yes or on your tiara yes and then no you touch yes. it no. you uh, rub it and the the demon comes out i think it fills you with energy and you just <laughs> You 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 the 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 the, guy, the the monster comes out and it's attacks like, the bad guy. It's like a lamp, like from Aladdin. Yes, Aladdin's lamp. So you have these like incredible, powerful deities that you keep in the stones, and like you use them for a couple minutes, and then you get new a materia. Well, and then <laughs> yep. you get new yep. materia, and then they just go in your item bag, and this super powerful <laughs> deity is trapped in your pocket for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got it. No, I, no, it makes sense now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was confused, but now I feel better about it. Uh, which, again, like now that I'm just thinking about all the things, like this game does feel epic. Like it just feels like this whole strange, like everything. Yeah. No, just, that's a good way to put it. Like what? I just, what? That's uh, the perfect. That's everything you need to say. What? 
You got Zords. Uh, you know, you got like. The, wait, wait, wait! Did I miss out on Zords? Yeah, you definitely. Where was there did. a robot? Was there giant robots? Yeah, they were called Weapon. Wep. Oh, they're called Weapon. Um, Just like how um, the the military guys are called Soldier. Yeah. Well, and you need Holy to save the planet. Yes. Yeah. 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 Holy. 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 Which is Aerith. Um, Aerith. Aerith. Well, okay. So I read because I, I was confused. I was like, "Where is this Aerith thing coming from?" Apparently in Japanese, she's called Aerith, English version, Aeris. Oh, my game said Aerith. Well, your game is the real, the real. The real, real. Okay. okay. I was like, did I just forget her okay. name? Well, I'm pretty sure her name all right. is Aerith. Agree to disagree. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. Agree to disagree. I agree with you. Um, agree to agree. But yeah, you got these, uh, after Sephiroth like craters himself and does a thing, calls Meteor? Meteor? Meteor going to destroy the planet? Yeah. Uh, I think these Zords show up and then Shinra develops their own Zord. And that was literally like a 20 minute boss fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The big, the big weapon guy. Yeah. And you use My the giant goodness. cannon. Yeah. But you, there's like a, there's Emerald weapon who is like under the sea, like Godzilla or something. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, and then you have silver or white weapon, which you get in a fight with it and then you don't kill it. It runs away. It senses murder according to the story. Oh. And then Shinra laser blasts it with a, a Mako cannon. Or do they have... Is Mako? Ma- Mako? No, it's Mako. It's Mako? It is Mako. Oh. Yeah. Um, a little foreshadowing to the, the, the song at the end of the episode, Jordan. They There's like a little funny clip. Okay. Where they talk about... Uh, you're going to blow up the Mako reactor, and he's like, it's Mako. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear. You'll hear that. All right, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um, Dan, I don't know why I what, ever doubted you. You're right. This story isn't convoluted or ridiculous. It's epic. You, What don't you have in this game? The, the story of this game. Now, if you are a fan of the NBC, NBC comedy series Parks and Recreation, there's a episode where uh, a character comes on and filibusters uh, the, the meeting, the council meeting, by um, explaining his... Um, theoretical mashup of Star Wars and Marvel and Star Trek and like every um, every single universe you can think of. That's kind of what this game feels <laughs> like. It's a mashup of like Godzilla and steampunk and Digimon and Pacific Rim and uh, every religious system that exists and also um whale wars the discovery channel tv show whale wars so um yeah you're right the story makes perfect sense i didn't say the story made sense i said it was interesting and unique jordan stop putting words in my mouth (laughs) yeah dan said this story was worthy of winning a pulitzer award piggybacking on the fact that i feel like this world is epic I feel like this game is weird in a lot of like really hilarious and wonderful ways. All right, you're gonna have to expound because I agree with you on weird and sometimes hilarious. Wonderful is is still in doubt for me. It's, it's just like I didn't know what to expect before we played this game for the show. I had I think blown up the first reactor. Uh, and then said, I don't understand Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I, I'm just going to move on. Okay. Because I don't get it. And the, the internet's like, well, you had to be there at the time. I don't agree with that sentiment anymore. But 
I realize now only blowing up the first reactor, you literally aren't even like scratching the surface on this game. No. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So you think that just like any random Joe can jump in in 2021 and enjoy Final Fantasy seven. We could talk about that, but <laughs> uh, maybe with some quality of life features, they can. Okay. So no, the answer is <laughs> no. Then the answer is no. Uh, not necessarily. So anyways, my point was I didn't have any idea what to expect, only having experienced the first reactor yeah. prior to this and going, I don't know, I don't get it. Well, you've got things like the gold saucer. You've got like random chocobos. At one point, you're jumping on a dolphin. Yeah. You've got Cloud going to his hometown. you got- uh, Which may, may or may not be his hometown. Right. You've got Barrett talking about how he, or somebody says to Barrett, you look like a- bear dressed up in a marshmallow or something yeah um there's like this like uh, costa soul town there's like there's all these like random locations and random like jokes and things that you do um there's a weird tower defense section well that's a whole other sort of point that i have which i guess we could touch on now a bunch of like random mini games like at one point you're kind of like playing road rash yeah, okay. And then you're doing squats to get a, a wig. Did uh, you did you have fun with any of the mini games? I thought they were okay. I was more impressed that the developers actually went to the effort yeah. to program all of these different styles of gameplay. Like at one point you're doing CPR. Um you gotta speed up a train and this whole thing. Like the, and then I didn't even spend that much time on the gold saucer. But you oh, can do you like miss out. chocobo racing. Trying to like shoot a, a, baskets. I didn't see the baskets. You didn't go to the arcade? No, I how accidentally... Did you get the, how did you even get the, the money that you needed to do stuff at the Golden Saucer? I didn't do anything at the Golden Saucer. I accidentally progressed the story. How? I I, I accidentally went in the, the area that I was supposed to go in when you find out that Barrett's uh, old friend, Dino? Dino? D- D- dies, die, oh, Dio. D- D- Barrett's, Holy diver! <clears throat> Barrett's friend, D. Uh, we'll just call him that. I think it's goes and shoots up the place. Yeah. And then you get thrown in the desert underneath the gold saucer. Okay. Which you have to escape. Did you see that part? Was that disc two? No, I had to like, I had to like, I had to get all this money and do all this stuff. There was so much stuff. I stood there shooting baskets forever. You didn't need to do any of that. Yeah. Well, news to me. Yeah. I spent so much time at the stupid golden saucer. It's like I spent so much time grinding in this game when I should have just been running away from battles. But anyways, (laughs) the point is this game kept hitting me with like, that's weird. Yeah. This game is so weird. That's weird. Yeah. At one point you're like on a ship and your, your teammates are all dressed up like, uh, like officers on the ship. Yep. And then Red 13. Yeah, including the giant mountain lion guy who's pretending to be a human being by standing on his hind yeah, legs. He's like dancing. Like, yeah. It's just like, what is happening here? Um, and then you have a character like Kate Sith where it's like, it's a cat on top of a stuffed animal. A moogle, I think. Whatever. <laughs> but it's like, it just kept hitting me with these like weird things where I'm like, all right, now I'm doing CPR. Now I'm doing squats. Now I'm an eco-terrorist. Now I'm supposed to be sad because uh, a key character got stabbed in the back randomly. 
Um, it's like, I don't know. It just has this like quirkiness to it that I found very interesting. Uh, I feel like I could get behind that in a way if like everybody was on board being like, this game is good because it's ironically bad. But I don't feel like that's what people think about this game. They think that it's genuinely good and they see all of that stuff and they think that those are good things about it. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I played it and I'm just like, all of that stuff combined doesn't make me like feel a sense of wonder or like anything can happen. It made me feel like there was a hundred people working on this game and everybody just did their own thing and called it a game. Mm, I don't know, man. This game, I feel like has a, a good quirkiness to it. Like when, I don't know, just Cloud dressing up as a soldier and having to like try to blend in. It just, it has these moments where... Cloud dressing up as a girl and trying to blend in. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, it gives you, it just gives you these moments of comedy uh, in this like story about trying to save the planet that uh, I liked. All right, Dan, you got anything else? Or have we uh, run the gamut? Well, what? <laughs> I'm trying. You kind of threw me for a loop. I know. I'm sorry. The the. The, the oh the the never mind. All right, the game is quirky and weird. Also, lots of mini games. You like the mini games. Um, you like I the like, idea of the mini games. Yeah, I, I suppose. And I don't know how the the ports, the modern ports of this game, feel as far as like if your controls felt better than mine on the mini games. No, Chocobo Racing was almost unplayable. Okay. The Sounds only, about right. The only thing that like felt kind of good was the motorcycle, and you're like on motorcycle and, like not road rash for me. That was like okay. The the tower defense thing. I've played a lot of tower defense, and that was almost unplayable. All of the mini games at the Golden Saucer were bad. I didn't have a good time with any of the mini games. <laughs> All right. I like that they're here though. It's it's an, it's a it's fun. It was a nice break from the monotony of. Okay. The Whatever, game. man. Whatever. Um, I like the materia system in this game, Jordan. No, you. No, you didn't. Yeah, the materia system. Uh, I like. So it gives you these the most random, unexpected abilities, which is another like quirk of this, where it's like, oh, you can steal items from enemies, or you can like morph them into an item. Yeah. Or like. Uh, you can augment certain abilities to like hit every enemy or there's like an added effect thing that like links onto stuff or the materia system ended up being again, like just something I haven't ever experienced in another game. Again, I think again, did you like, I think you like the idea of no, I actually like the liked. possibilities that were there with it, but you actually enjoyed like managing endless lists of materia. Well, I mean, that's between just a bunch of different party members. Well, it's only like three party members that I managed it between. Yeah, but you got to take them off other guys and put them. This not, is the thing. This is what I felt you about Materia. You can remove all. I know. but It's this not is, that hard. This is what I felt about Materia. It's like in Pokemon. You have every Pokemon has a gazillion moves, right? And you can you can teach them all these different moves. Now, what if you could teach all of those moves to any Pokemon and you could swap them between each battle, you would get completely bogged down in trying to figure out what's the best move set for this next battle that you never actually just have the battle. 
Well, maybe if you want to play this game effectively, but if you're me, you're just going to leave the same things all the time until you get something new. Well, then try. what's the point of it? Just simplify then, well, it. Jordan, not only can you like play this game how you want, but the material is also leveling up as you battle with it, so you're unlocking new abilities with it. Yeah, oh, that's a, awesome. that's a whole nother layer to the convoluted it's awesome, nature of material. It's awesome, by the way. It's not convoluted. Like You get a heal spell. Well, you get a restore spell, because healing doesn't actually give you HP. It cures status effects. We'll get there. <laughs> but it's like you get a health spell, and then you get a strong health spell, and then... Yeah. You get a regeneration spell, yeah. which gives you you know regenerating health, where you don't have to heal your uh, party members as frequently. And you get you know you can slow down enemies, and then you can speed up your party, and then you can just stop them in their tracks, which is perfect at the end of the game when you're getting stopped by overpowered enemies. No, I get you that you can do a lot away. of stuff with them. It just was I, okay. You liked it. That's fine. You're allowed to like it. Yeah, I am. And you're allowed to like it too. No, I didn't though. Yeah, because I thought it, was, it was a convoluted mess. It's not a convoluted well, it's convoluted for certain reasons, like the name of everything, but <laughs> And just the sheer quantity of them. Uh okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But on the whole, the materia system is great because it lets you do weird things. Like steal items from enemies, which I was I thought that was humorous when I was like, why did they put this ability in this game? How often do you steal? Apparently you can get some of the best items in the game off of some enemies. Jordan, I I I don't know where this fits. Um I played this game wrong. Do tell, Dan. Do tell. Uh I'm like I play a bunch of this game. I'm like, I'm never using steel. I'm never using morph. I'm taking it off. Yeah. Then you get to fight Reno and the Turks. Yeah. <laughs> Benny and the Jets. <laughs> r- 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 Reno and the Turks. Right. I, immediately, I was like, Reno and Turks sounds like a band name. Um, and they've got items that if you steal off of them, you can get some of the best items in the game. If you when you fight silver zord he's apparently got a, some of the best items. like but again you don't ever have any clue that they have those items so unless you're just randomly uh, stealing from every bad guy that you see yeah. you would never know we, that uh, man that's again and maybe that's a, maybe it's a transitional point that we should talk about all right let's um, do um but i got a couple <laughs> a couple other like tiny things i think uh oh you have more uh, good things uh well i i like that I customize the controls. You can customize the controls. Okay. By default on the PS1 version, the circle button is the accept button. Oh, and no. the X button is the cancel button, which I guess in Japanese uh, culture or games, X does mean cancel typically. Oh, like the actual a, symbol X. The symbol X. Well, yeah, well, that I don't makes know. sense. That's I not know. just Japanese. Think about like when you close a tab, it's right. like the X okay. button. Right. So, but by modern gaming controller standards where the buttons are, yes, it was switched. And so I was like, I want the X button to be accept because it's accept in every other game that I play now. Gotcha. So the 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 menu actually lets you switch your controls. It also lets you speed up the battles and speed up text boxes and there's a few nice options that okay. you can customize your experience with. Can't argue with any of that. I appreciate it. It's not as extensive as it should be, but I appreciated that I could customize the controls. 
All right. Um, Jordan, I think that that I think I think we did it. I think well, that was I, th- I think we did it. That was a lot. Um, we already got out some of the the things about what the scheme doesn't do well, but I think we can transition into a more full throated discussion of that. <laughs> All right, let's do it. sort of like uh, I feel of two minds about this game okay by today's standards this game is bad (laughs) not ideally designed okay Uh, I streamed a lot of this game and some people were accusing me of being under leveled yes often often accusing me of being under leveled to to which I responded let me go grind for three hours so that I can beat this boss the th- you know one of the more fun parts about any game just grinding for level 100% I love grinding it's just it there's something soothing about using my time to do the same thing over and over and over again yeah something soothing about not being able to get into random battles when I want to yeah uh, let me run around for 20 seconds and you're not going to give me a random battle but when I'm trying to actually go do something I'm going to get hit with a random battle. Anyways, my point is the game lets you progress, but it doesn't force you into enough situations where you're actually well prepared. So I got to the final boss. Yeah. And he was about 90 minutes, 80 80 to 90 minutes after my last save point. Yes. Or, well, something, something like that. He was... At least an hour after the last save. Far. Far. And after fighting him for 15, 20 minutes in my fourth supernova, he wiped my party. I'm sure that you felt really good at that point. I felt so happy that I was like actually going to finish Final Fantasy VII ever. Yeah. I might go back and finish it at some point. So I had to watch uh, a YouTube video of the ending the final boss fight, final cutscene. So what you're saying, Dan, is that you and I are exactly the same because neither no. of us finished the game. So we are exactly the same. I at least got to the final boss and would have probably beaten him if I had I more time. I also got to the final Jordan. boss and beat him. I just stopped after one disc, like a sensible human being. <clears throat> Anyways, Jordan, the point was, when I watched the person on the playthrough on YouTube finishing the game, they were like level 80-something. I was like level 50-something. And they, the video was like five minutes long and I had been fighting Sephiroth for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, clearly, clearly I could have approached this better. There's a bunch of like ultimate weapons and side quests and all that stuff that you can do. Yeah. But the game doesn't really tell you you can do it. No. And the fact that you never went back to the Golden Saucer tells me that you missed out on a lot because I think you end up going there a bunch of times. Um, I think you go there twice. You're forced to go there twice. Okay. Um, But my point being is like by today's standards, like games will kind of make you do the thing that you're supposed to do for the most part. Yeah. And you never, well, I don't want to say you never, but I don't play games and feel like, man, I really screwed myself by not doing all that side quest stuff. Yeah. That's a rare feeling these days, but it is a feeling that I had often 
when I was younger playing older games. Yeah. And so it's like, on the one hand, I shot myself in the foot by like not going out of my way and spending an extra 15 hours doing side quests in this game. On the other hand, you were just trying to play the game like a sensible human being and it never told you to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like both here and there on it. Like, well, yeah, it's kind of my fault, but at the same time, it's kind of the game's fault because it's not like it tells you that you can do side quests. Um, it's just like, hope you explore, go have fun, which I guess is, is a way of just getting into what this game doesn't do so well, Jordan. Yeah. And for me, the first thing I have on my list is something that you kind of already mentioned when you talked about having a save point 90 minutes before the end of the game is that you can't save at any point in this game. You can only save at designated save spots, which today feels awful. Oh, uh, when I yes. first started playing this game, I just like, I'm playing it on the Switch. It's a portable system. I want to pick it up, play it for 10 minutes, put it down. And uh, a big part of my frustration with this game is like, you can't just pick it up and play it for a little bit. You have to dedicate a big chunk of time to it because you don't know is the next save point five minutes away or is it a half hour away? Yeah, and that's not even like a understatement is it is it a half an hour away from yeah. the next save point or am i gonna have to go back 45 minutes yeah sometimes they'll they'll stack them up like five minutes like why are there two here five minutes apart like i appreciate that thank you but why why yeah. in other parts of the game am i having to play for so long to find a save point so the switch doesn't allow you to save whenever you want no like thankfully you can just like soft power off the switch and turn it back on and it's there but which, you can't save your game if you no, want to go you play can't. another game no that's terrible 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 right the save system in this game by today's standards, and well, I guess it might have been normal and it might have been like a technical problem back then to like have a menu where you could just save wherever. I don't know why it would have been a problem, but I don't know. You can do that in Game Boy games that came out at the same time. Yeah, it's it's archaic and, and terrible. Yeah. Because um, I had the same experience where it's like, oh, sorry, I can't get up off this couch to go do whatever or... I can't stop this experience until I hit a save point. Yeah. Um, and the clock keeps running when you're in the menu. So it's like, it doesn't even have like a completely accurate like timer. Yeah. There's no continue. There's no checkpoint system. It's like, hope you saved. Yeah. Like it was so annoying where I would like, I fought this giant robot boss and he wasn't like that bad, but, uh, it was like, my save point, I have to go fight these guards, and then I have to fight this guard, and then I have to watch a cutscene, and then I have to watch another cutscene, and then I have to fight the boss. Or I can run to the guards, get in one random battle, fight the guards, fight the guards, watch the cutscene, watch the cutscene, then go back to the save point, then run the whole thing again and hope that I don't get into another random battle so that I don't lose all my health and MP that I just refilled. Uh, it was like, why is this a thing? Just give me a checkpoint before the boss. Yep. It was bad. What in the it, world? It felt bad. Good lord, Final Fantasy. Speaking of cutscenes, Dan, <laughs> this game tried my love for cutscenes. Now, this is the thing, people. You've heard me say on this podcast many times that I love cutscenes. <laughs> and I think the reason why I love cutscenes in so many of the games we play is because in like an NES game or a Super Nintendo game, they're so infrequent. You might get one or two per game, and they're usually wacky and short and fun. And it adds something completely different. <laughs> this game is the is the complete opposite. You get to play a little bit of this game, but most of the time you're just watching cutscenes. Dan, you said that you spent like 10 hours fighting bosses, and then we know that there's 10 hours of cutscenes in this game. 
That means that you only played for 15 hours and you spent 25 hours doing things like boss fights and cutscenes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if it was literally 10 hours, but fighting bosses felt like 10 hours. I just, yeah. And like, again, there it just ties into the nonsensical story. Like, most of the cutscenes are completely unnecessary. Often they're repeating something that you already know. Yeah. It's like, here's the story again. Mm-hmm. Here's the story again with a tiny twist. We <laughs> learned a little bit of new info, so let's recap everything that we've learned up to this point. Here, let's hear again about how Barrett is angry at Shinra. Oh my gosh. It was just like, it, it was like watching a bad movie. <laughs> It was like watching an underdeveloped TV show. That kind of plays into one of my points, Jordan. That's the graphics. Graphics don't really hold up in this one. Uh, okay. The it's cuts- literally like watching a bad movie. The cutscene graphics are okay, but the actual gameplay graphics are are terrible. The 2D yeah. backgrounds, when you blow them up to a 1080, or I, you know, I hope nobody's trying to play this on a 4K screen, uh, it's a blurry mess. And if you don't have those pointers, good luck finding anywhere to find an exit or where you're supposed to go the 3d characters look like they're walking on a board game they don't <laughs> even exist in the same world as the backgrounds it's so incredibly bad and then they have like these like sphere hands and sphere shoulders with like a stick connecting their hands to their shoulders and Some, like yeah it's like somebody <laughs> took the fighting polygon team from the original super smash bros and then just gave like <laughs> painted them a little bit painted some faces on them it's it's so incredibly uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also it's not like graphics, but like the the camera shots are all like goofy in this isometric, yeah. and the controls just feel super clunky when you're running around the world. And um, I actually had to turn off the 3x speed on a number of occasions because. <laughs> You have such like a small little area that you can like, like you're moving around and you're, the camera angles are terrible and you're, I'm trying to like get onto a walkway and I keep running past it and I had to slow down because it's just like not easy to control the 3D character on these terrible 2D backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I have, Jordan, is there's no way to keep track of quests or nowhere to go. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where you're supposed to go? So if you play this game, and then you, I don't know, you just walk away from it for two weeks. Good luck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're just done. There's no, like, way of marking your map of where you're supposed to go. There's no quest log. There's no anything. It's just, like, I hope you remember that one or two dialogue boxes where we said, Sephiroth is headed north to blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, come on. Like, you just, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. I used to walk through for, I don't know, 25%, 30% maybe. Um, Because generally I was just uh, continuously playing it and I would kind of figure out where I was supposed to go. Yeah. Or I would like, oh, I'm supposed to go to uh, whatever town. Just show me on a map, Google, like where that is on this map. I can't be bothered to like do all of this silliness i played most of it without any walkthrough i was able to get through i don't know 80 percent of the the first disc without having to just because everything at the beginning kind of ties in one into the other but that last 20 percent where you're like you have to go to very specific places to progress the story and they're on complete opposite sides of the map Mm -hmm. from each other if i didn't use a walkthrough i would have been wandering around forever yeah and not only that, another point that I have is there's a ton of missable content in this game. Yeah. Like, there's just 
side quests and as I was reading the walkthrough, it's like, well, you got to do this so you can get Eris's final limit break before this point in the story. And I'm like, where, like, how do you even know all of this stuff? Yeah. Like who figured all this out? Unless you had a guide back in the day, there's like so much stuff. And as I'm reading like this comprehensive walkthrough of this game, it's like, how in the world do you know that you're supposed to get all of these optimal items and go here and then there and then this side quest and like you gotta you gotta unlock uh, Yuffie by randomly encountering her in a forest? I never even saw her. Then I didn't get Vincent. I didn't get the Vincent other either. I totally missed Vincent. And it's like. Come on, why can't you give me like some kind of hint as to how I'm supposed to navigate this game? Because not only that, that it doesn't tell you where to go, there were a couple of times where I got caught wandering around endlessly, like trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do because the camera didn't like pan to another area that I could go. Like, so there, I'm supposed to go to the left on this beach, but when I walk into this town, there's no indication that I can like walk to the left really. Classic. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not supposed to go here, even though they told me to go here. So I'm going to go leave and run around for another 20 minutes. Yeah. Never mind. I'm just going to look it up on a walkthrough. Oh, it w- I did go to the right place. I just missed the fact that you could walk to the beach and jump on a dolphin, do yep. CPR. What in the world? Oh yeah, just I forgot like, about come that. Come on, just give me some help as to what I'm supposed to do next. I mean, you don't have to hold my hand the whole time, but maybe be like, "Hey, here's a question mark on the map," which is like, "There's maybe like a side quest if you talk to the right people," or like, "Give me a star where it's like, this is how you progress the story forward." Yep, yep, totally Good agree. Good night, man. All right, I might have missed it, but is there any indication of like a health bar for enemies or bosses? You have to use the sense materia for it. Okay, because I was just so like... So you did miss it, Jordan. I missed it, um, you know, which ties into then what I'll say instead is the materia system, Dan, is, <laughs> is garbage. No. It makes this game feel like a spreadsheet simulator. No. Just watching, like, I... Ugh, just, like, so much materia, and you have, like, 90% of it, you have to Google to figure out what it even does because they're not going to tell you. Or are you just going to yeah. equip it and hope for the best and, and try it out, which I guess is what they want you to, but there's so much of it. And then you level it up and it has new abilities that you have to figure out what those do. You have all of these summons, which I kept equipping summons and then I'd go in a battle and click on the summon. And I'm like, oh, it's not here. I wonder, I must not be able to use this yet. No, oh, you just man. have to scroll down because yeah. it's not even on the yeah. screen. The summons don't just populate the top of a menu. They have a fixed point in a menu. So your screen looks blank until you scroll down through three blank yeah. screens and yeah. then you see, oh, there's the summon I was looking it's for. It's ridiculous. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. I totally agree. Um, it's the same thing. Like you want to use an item in battle? Here's your entire list of items that you got to scroll through top to bottom. Yeah, even ones that you can't use. Like, come on. Um, I don't agree about the materia. I like the materia system. You don't. It, this um, is like a Stockholm syndrome. But thing. it is. You oh. just told me you spent like 20 minutes organizing your materia for the last battle, and then there yeah. wasn't anywhere to save, so then you had to do it again. That's 40 minutes of gameplay where you could have been doing something fun, but instead well, you were that organizing was, a spreadsheet. Again, well, that is the game's fault for like, not letting me save in certain areas and taking the materia off my characters because I walked a different path. Anyways, the materia system itself is good, but it's horribly named uh, for a Western audience anyways. Or it's like, it's maybe like literally translated. So it's confusing. Like I said, heal. Well, what what does the heal materia do? Well, the first ability is to cure poison. Okay. Like fine. 
And then if you want to actually heal your party, you use restore. Yeah. Um, oh, if you want to actually revive somebody, it's not called revive. It's called Phoenix Down. Uh, you get a, a material called revive. And then the spell to actually bring somebody back to, to life is called life. Oh. Life is the revive spell. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. The translation is bad. Yeah. For sure. Which doesn't help an already complicated materia system. So the system itself has a lot of great things about it, but the, the, the localization on it, just not, not good. It's been a long time since I played Fire Emblem, but Fire Emblem has a similar kind of system where you get like gems that have magic abilities, but it's like way simpler. And I don't remember hating myself playing that game. Another funny thing too about the the localization or whatever is there are points in this game where it asks you for items that are like improperly named. So it's like there's to get um, I think it's Ultima Materia. You have to like feed this little white chocobo like these greens. I found out in the walkthrough, Jordan. I didn't figure it out on my own. Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. Like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. So you got to go buy these like greens, and then when you go talk to the chocobo, it's like, do you want to give it? Oh, this oh I other did do name. that. I did do that. Yeah. You didn't do it because it was way after where you got. Wait, why does that sound so familiar? Probably because you read it in a walkthrough or watched it. That on. wasn't like in a cave. You go in a cave and you. No. No. Okay. No. I'm it's in, it's in the town where Cloud washes up with Mako poisoning. Oh, no. I didn't get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> watches up? Washes up. A oh, washes up. Yeah. It's after. Uh, I thought he, you meant like he watched the Disney Pixar film up. Well, he had Mako poisoning. No, it's when Sephiroth is in like the amber, the the Mako amber or whatever. And Cloud's like, I'm just going to sit in a tree upside down or something. And cool, cool, cool. Then we're all going to fly away, leave Cloud. And then he's, it's. Again, the story makes perfect sense. It, you know, I'm curious what, what, how, what would this game look like, Jordan, if they remade it nowadays? It would just be. If with everything they've learned, how good could this game possibly be if they fixed it all? You know, it's funny. Like my big complaint with this game is that it's so long and convoluted. And then they took it in the remake and they made it even longer. (laughs) So like, I don't know if they had to make it longer to fill in the gaps to make it actually make sense or does all the stuff they added make it make less sense. I'm interested to know how all of that pans out. Uh, I will let you know. I am... Because what they've released so far is just a tiny portion of the story. Isn't it just like just until the plate falls? It's when you leave Midgar, apparently. Yeah. So that's like... Which is like an hour. No, it's like five or six hours. Okay. All right. So they've taken five or six hours of Final Fantasy VII, giving you about 35 hours of content in just that that area alone. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder. I really wonder if... (laughs) The reason it got so long is because they updated it to make it feel more modern and that that stuff made it longer or if it's just because they added more stuff. I don't know. I'll get back to you whenever I get around to playing that. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I wish you could mark items, Jordan. Well, okay. There's there's some sort of like, uh, this is kind of mixed with the map system being terrible. Um, you can't fast travel. No. Properly. Like it would just, uh, just let me know where Fort Condor is. Let me get there quickly. I have to go there. Just let me know where it is. Yeah. So that also makes shopping for items kind of hard. Cause yep. like at the end of the game, I was like, I want to go buy a bunch of ethers. 
to make sure that I have MP for this ridiculousness that I'm about to go. Yeah. Which I bought 30 ethers and that's still, I ran out. <laughs> Come on, Final Fantasy. Um, but it's, so it's like, well, I understand the shop system is like, oh, it's a different town. They sell different stuff. Like I would have liked a more cohesive way of buying items or knowing where I could get certain items. And, and then you can't mark items to sell. So it's like, if you want to get rid of your old weapons that you don't need anymore, you yeah. can't like just, there's no, like some games have a like mark as junk or like mark to sell, or you can like instantly sell it out of your inventory. The the item management in this game is, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Um, and that plays, like I said, with the fact that you just, I hope this shop has a thing that I need. Uh, oh, it doesn't? Okay, well, I guess I'll go walk to this other, I don't know, there's like, there's like weapon shops and there's item shops and there's materia shops and then there's like not, none of those shops, like the, the buying system confusing, not yeah. that confusing, but not what you'd probably see in a modern game. No, not modern. <laughs> there's very little in this game that has resemblance to a modern game. <laughs> um, I have a list. Um, of things that all go under what the game, uh, how the game doesn't explain itself very well. You want to do a rapid fire? Uh, I will try to do a rapid fire. Some of these we might have already touched. Okay. But I'm just going to, we'll see how it goes. Let's hear it. Let's see how it goes. Because I got like uh, seven or eight things here. Uh, uh, running around town to find random stuff without knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. Feels bad. We already kind of touched on it. It just, there's no like quest markers or anything like that. Jordan, running away from battles. Yeah. How do you run away from battles in this game? Um, I don't know. On the PlayStation version, you hold L1 and R1. How intuitive is that if you're not reading an instruction manual that literally tells you? I was like, I don't know, four, three, three, four hours into this game, I was streaming it and somebody's like, uh, you're going to run away from battles or some, somehow it came up. I was like, can you, like, yeah. is that a thing? No, you have to press two shoulder buttons. It's not like a menu option. It's not like anything you have to hold them down. And so in the meantime, while your characters are trying to run away, you can still sort of attack the enemy and stuff. And if you go into a menu, it'll go <laughs> the, the great menu sound. Yeah. Um, which some people hate apparently I found out, which is funny. Um, it just goes down a menu and you can't attack. So if you want to do like a magic attack while you're trying to run away, yeah. it's going to just shoot you to the bottom of the list and you won't be able to do anything. Oh, thankfully I had the Switch version which let you just avoid uh, random battles. So I didn't really have that problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, another weird like what the heck is going on thing. I got in some battle and the boss or enemy did a status effect and like I had an enemy covered in a pyramid or a, a teammate covered in a pyramid. Yeah, what the heck is up with that? Well, apparently come to find out from streaming this game and people telling me you have to attack your teammate. Oh yeah. 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 I Which do is remember that. Another thing about this game that I just forgot about, like choosing your targets in this game is super annoying. Yeah. I definitely blew up my own teammates on several occasions. You can blow up your own teammates. You can accidentally revive the wrong teammate. That's not down. It changes based on the camera angle. 
Yeah. And like, like you why? Can, Come on. Like, when, just pop out a list of my teammates or the enemies and like, let me choose instead of it being this weird camera context thing. You can be trying to do something and then a cutscene starts playing and you have your, your pointer still on the screen, but it's not pointing at any yeah. person in particular. Man. Ridiculous. Feels bad. Yeah. So much feels bad. Um, another thing, and this come to find out was like an intentional design decision, but I still don't know how I feel about it. You don't really know what class or role each character is supposed to fill. And apparently the materia system was designed to sort of let that be flexible. So if you want Tifa to be a spellcaster or my favorite cloud to be a spellcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud the wizard. <laughs> or you want Sid to be your spellcaster. Like you can do that, uh, which is, is cool. But like normal games like characters have classes and normal like final fantasy that was like a huge thing like yeah. each character didn't even have a name they were just their class yeah which i guess again it was a design decision to allow more flexibility but at the same time it's like well should i be using magic on cloud because some people shout out to emo fergie was like why do you cast so much magic with cloud i'm like because the Cause game I've never been, tells you that you shouldn't. Right. And also, early on in the game, melee attacks with Cloud are really weak, and like materia attacks aren't really weak. So yeah. I just got in the habit of like, oh, well, it didn't tell me to not do that. It didn't give me any indication that, like, I don't know, Sid doesn't have like a wizard hat, or, you know, like Tifa's not wearing, like, she doesn't have like a, a what do you, staff? A, 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 sta- a staff? A, what's this, the, the Saruman? A wand. Uh, Gandalf, Saruman, they a got staff. the wizard. Wizard staff. Is there a proper like magic name for it? A wizard staff. <laughs> wizard staff. I think there's like a Diablo name for those types of weapons that I can't think of right now. Uh, is it a staff? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> staff, wand, whatever. Anyways, so normally when you walk into an, an RPG, like characters have uh, abilities like built into them. Yeah. To like let you know what they're supposed to do. So if you hey, want this person's a healer, this person yeah. is a tank, and so this if you, person is a right. you know, whatever. If you want to construct your party out of like a warrior, a cleric, and a healer, like go for it. But not in Final Fantasy Seven. It's just like, who do you want to be around you? Which affects the story, which is interesting. Um fine. But I wanted a little more clarity as to what I should be doing with each character. And I think even based on the way certain characters level, or it might have just been my materia selections. It seemed like certain characters had more MP than other characters. Um, but the materia system reduces your health, yeah. increases your mana. Just more layers of complexity on a system that is already super complex. So I don't know if the materia differences or the, the MP differences in, in characters had to do with materia or not, but it's like there's no inherent indication of like this character has a ton of health, so tank them. Yep. I Feel, can't agree Feels with that. bad. Uh, I already touched on the materia system being weirdly named. Like you just got to Google. Like I, the first time I picked up all materia, what does all materia do? Oh, yeah. Is it tax everybody? Okay, I got. Like, that. Fi- I figured that fine. one out. That makes one's sense makes after sense. you use it, but when you pick it up, you're like, all materia. Like, yeah, that's, that's does weird. everything. Yeah, fine. Um, last point I have, uh, or no, two, two, two more points. Uh, it's again, we touched on this. You don't really get. Uh, you can waste time 
not knowing what to do. The first time I got to Fort Condor, where you do the tower defense thing. Oh, yeah. They're like, we need 8,000 gil. Yeah, that was so confusing. I was like, I got like 1,200 or something. And now you want me to go buy a bunch of soldiers? I was like, let me grind this stuff out. So I started grinding for a while to get gil. And then I started, I just looked up a walkthrough for for whatever reason. And it was like, you don't have to do this right now. And if you do it later, you're going to, it's a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Would have been good to know before I went and got a whole bunch of money and then wasted it all. And then nothing happened. Come on, Final Fantasy. Like, what are you doing here? Just, I hate that you don't know what to do in this game. Yep. I hate it. And then now the last thing, uh, I had to look up how to manage Materia because it's buried in this like weird menu where you can get Materia off characters that aren't in your party based on like you, when you go to the Materia menu on a character, there's a check option and then there's an arrange option, I think it is. Something like that. And they're like under the name of your item. Yeah. So it's not obvious like it's a part of the menu. It just looks like it's a continuation. And so you don't really know that you can go select those things unless you look it up. And so then you get, you can go into a range. Uh, you can exchange your material. You can remove it from all your characters. Or you can go into this really annoying list where you can manage the material and swap it between characters and like individually select every material slot, then go over to the giant list on the right and then choose it and then go choose the individual material. It's like really annoying to manage the material, but at least they let you do it. That's what I've been saying. And it's like, why did the, why did I have to look up that this was a thing? Like, oh, this character's not in my party anymore, but they had my best materia. Yeah, I never even figured that out. I just saw you doing it, and I was like, oh, dang. Oh, man. So anyways, I think that that, that wraps up what the game didn't do so well. That was a lot. I mean, there was yeah. a lot on both ends of that. Um, right. It's a, it's a big game. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot here, a lot to like for some people, a lot to dislike for most people. <laughs> for me, uh, I'll know. speak for myself. Well, what is myself. so the quality of life features that you found in the Switch version, which I probably assume are also in PS4 and Xbox One. Um, yeah, I didn't confirm, but you can you can speed the game up to three X. Mm-hmm. You can avoid random encounters. Yes, and you can like instantly heal everybody, fill their limit break, and fill their magic points. It just like basically makes everybody completely OP. <sighs> and the only that. way to like lose is. If you get your entire party one shot. Yeah. So um, on one hand, it's nice to have because like you can just like level up quickly by blowing through random encounters. On the other hand, I don't like it because it just like takes any like I played most of the game before figuring that out. And it was only like that last 20% when I was using a walkthrough and like running from place to place where I used that. And it did make it less fun. It's just like kind of like in Pokemon when you figure out the missing no hack and you uh, get all the rare candies and you level your whole party up to 100 and it's not fun anymore. So I would recommend don't do that. You won't have as much fun. But if you have some self-control and can just use it um, when needed to speed the game up a little bit, it might be more enjoyable for you. But I didn't have that kind of self-control. Or maybe if you're just coming back to it and you're just trying to like relive Final Fantasy VII real quick. Might be a good option if you've played through There's it before. No reliving this game real quick. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. There were uh, a couple people uh, in our Discord community that were like, 
excited to read to jump back into Final Fantasy VII. Seeing I feel me like stream it, and, and since we were covering it, and they were a lot of people really love this game. The vast majority of people who have good feelings about this game have to have played it as a kid. There's no way that the vast majority of people play this as a modern gamer and say, "Yeah, this is a good experience that I want to play not just once but multiple times." <sighs> yeah, yeah. So Jordan, if you wanted to add a physical copy of this game to your retro game collection, how much would you pay for the experience that you had? Uh, I just, I didn't have fun with this game. Yeah. Um, I just didn't have a good time. I didn't even like, I wasn't even able to like in, enjoy it and like see what other people enjoy in it because it was just so frustrating to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I like this. Like it's been a while since I've been here, but like a dollar, <laughs> like seriously, this game, I didn't enjoy this. There's oh, so many other games man. I'd rather play. I'd rather play pong. Well, Pong's a great game. Yeah. So I'd rather play pong. Yeah. Well, that's not saying much. I'd rather play the Animorphs game on Game Boy Color. I don't know. Would you rather play Battletoads? I would honestly of three rather play Final Fantasy Yeah, I would rather play those other ones because they're short and they're not going to take <laughs> 20 hours of my life. You're at a dollar on Final Fantasy 7. I it's just not for me. It's not mm. for me. If you're not like a big RPG person and or you weren't into this game in 1997, like I, you know, I don't represent the average retro gamer. I I know that. <laughs> That's not my purpose here. Dan Dan's got all of you covered. For anybody Sometimes. who's, you know, not a big retro gamer, I don't know. I just, I, I played it for you. I didn't, I don't see the appeal. I, uh, I went back and listened to our Knights of the Old Republic episode and was like, man, yeah, no, I don't hate RPG games. I just hate this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with this one. Cause I like, I get it. I finally get it. I understand the hype around Final Fantasy VII. And I can imagine this game being completely mind-blowing in 1997. And even today, for all of its flaws, I still would say I'm more in the I enjoyed my time with it camp than this was a miserable experience. And I know that if I would have played it at my own pace and not trying to like rush through it for a podcast I would have gotten to more of the the side stuff I would have been a little bit more like yeah hey, let me just would look you at a though would you have ever even finished it because you said you've tried playing it before and you never made it past the first hour I mean all things considered if I was like in like an ideal world where you have nothing to do but play video games yeah kind of if I was like all right now my game the game that I'm playing now is Final Fantasy 7 I'm just gonna like let that be my thing um I probably would have felt that I explored a lot more of it but I guess my gut is saying like $16 right now I was really hoping you're gonna say 16 cents no that'd be no. funny $16 I like, okay I like this game I do I'm gonna I'm gonna carry positive feelings about it moving forward I mean in fact I picked up the remake 
of this game already because I'm like, I like this. And I, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I want to play other Final Fantasy games. You're essentially saying that it was worth $2.18 to you per hour that you put into this game. Uh, No. Yeah, you said sixteen dollars. You played it for thirty-five hours. You divide sixteen by thirty-five, or the other way around. Sorry, other and you way get around. Two dollars and eighteen cents. No. Yes, Dan. You s- wait. No. No. Wait. Math is hard. Yeah. You played why don't you sixteen divided by thirty-five? You, you wh- enjoyed it for forty-six cents worth of enjoyment per hour, <laughs> Jordan. That's what I'm saying. That means that you are me because we've played so many one-hour games that I said. One dollar for it, and you yelled at me. Hold on. And now, if you extrapolate one-hour games into a thirty-hour game, and you divide it by what you just said, you you're spending less than fifty cents on okay. this game. Okay. Well, first per of all, of my my save had thirty-five-ish hours or something, and that doesn't count the time that I got wiped, which you have to attack another like five hours onto the game. Okay, so four. So you enjoyed it forty cents worth of enjoyment per hour, even less. That's not a bad way of going, actually. Okay. I mean, if you think about how much enjoyment you get out of a burrito and the time that it takes to get that burrito, right? Um, I would, Dan, Dan. You can't get 40 hours out of a burrito. I would trade this game for one <laughs> for one bite of a burrito. <laughs> Honestly. Now, my, my thoughts are tainted because it's January and I'm on Whole30 trying to cleanse my body after... Uh, holiday month of eating like garbage <laughs> so a burrito has a lot more intrinsic value to me in this Today, moment yeah right now um i do feel conflicted jordan uh what do you uh, but 16 16 is where i'm at on this one okay i'm feeling conflicted though uh what do you think this one's going for i was price charting have this one averaging i don't see this is the thing i spent like 20 bucks on the on the switch version i'm feeling burnt on that i feel like you're talking about like the playstation disc yeah just PS1 like the version. worst possible way you could play this game. Yeah, and every single listing on eBay has cracked cases and doesn't include the manual almost. Yeah, and or doesn't it include sold a case. Almost thirteen million Get copies. It's got to be selling for like six dollars. No, not, stop, stop. Fourteen. That's not even close, Jordan. Oh no, you're so far off. It's a PlayStation. It's a disc. It's a three disker. Oh, okay, three discs. Okay, Triple so the fourteen. Price, yeah, wait, wait. So, so, fourteen, twenty-eight. Uh, okay, 42. Well, the last disc is only like a couple hours. So okay. you got to do one-fifth. One $38. <laughs> uh, 30. About 30. $31. That's too much. $30.49. You can buy this game for 30 bucks, the worst version of it. Just if you if you do like this game, buy the just buy a digital version of it. I saw it on sale. I'm really bummed I didn't get it on sale. I saw it dropped down to like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm conflicted, Jordan, cause I want to say worth it on this one. Um, but it's twice what you the, said with the caveat that with those quality of life features, it would definitely be worth the 30 bucks. Um, I don't know. This is a good game. This is a good game. That's, I like, I like it. That's not the question, Dan. Is it worth it or worthless? Somehow, for some reason, I feel like. My gut is saying sixteen, but I feel like it's still worth it. At thirty dollars. You can have the dissonance. I'm gonna say worthless, and yeah. not that that's surprising. All right, well, I would it, honestly rather play WWF No Mercy. That's than a play great this game. game. We might have to cover WrestleMania 2000 at some point soon, just to scratch that edge again. I just, yeah, I don't know. 
D- d- it's not even the same thing. Get out of here, Jordan. I know. I'm just saying, like, that's the game that up to this point I had the least amount of, like, we disagreed on, and I just didn't enjoy it. But at least it didn't take 20 hours of my life. Anyways, if you got nostalgia and you want to play the original version, fine. 30 bucks, okay. Like, you're probably not going to be that mad about it. But the way to go is one of the more modern versions that don't look all pixelated and have, like, higher resolution textures and quality of life features which you know you, you said you paid 20 bucks for the switch version i think it was like 19 bucks but i saw it went on sale for like nine bucks or something i think the ps4 versions like 15 or 16 and i think on xbox one it's currently on game pass okay well there you go gonna Play date this episode a bit but for free oh good point well um currently on game pass so maybe it's on game pass maybe it's not who knows who really knows um you're saying worthless. Of course you are. Of course I am. Of course you are. What I've, we gotta, I gotta update the spreadsheet, Jordan. I gotta go through 60 episodes of <laughs> this podcast to figure out where we stand on these and figure out how often you say worth it. Probably about 10% of the time. No, no, I'm at least 50%. No, yeah, you're, you're not right. at 50. You're right. I'm probably at 50. I don't know. I don't know these days. Uh, Jordan, we got trivia. Yes, we have one trivia question. I had two, and then you brought one of them up. We were going to talk about uh, what game did this, what console did this game begin development on? So that was Super Nintendo. Atari Jaguar. Yes, the Atari Jaguar is a not often talked about 64-bit system. (laughs) All right. So, Dan, the original idea for this game had it set in modern New York City in the year 1999. It's only two years into the future. And it was intended to have a completely different theme. You know, it ended mm-hmm. up being like a kind of like steampunk, magic, weird, whatever. Vague, I mean, a little bit yeah. of everything, right? Yeah. So what what was the original theme intended to be in that New York 1999 setting? Was it going to be an urban western, a detective story, or a mafia story? Uh, I think it was going to be a detective story. Dan, it was going to be a detective story with a character called Hot-Blooded Detective Joe. <laughs> I saw that on the Wikipedia. Yeah, Hot-Blooded yeah. Detective Joe kind of The Wikipedia bumped. page, which is almost as long as this game. Yeah, yeah, that's not a joke. Um, it's, it's pretty intense. But I don't know how you go from New York 1999 with Hot-Blooded Detective Joe to what we did get but i guess it's not that far of a reach since we got a little bit of everything else i don't know why they couldn't have included that since they included every other thing in the universe i don't know man it's um it's a game it is a game There's, that's a fact you yeah. can't disagree with that <laughs> um yeah yeah congrats you got it correct detective story great job great job dan all right what else we got dan uh we got a bounty Jordan. Yes. So if after hearing all of this, you haven't had enough uh, Final Fantasy VII and you want to play the game for yourself or you're like, you know what? I don't know if I want to play the whole game. I just want to play the first five hours of it extrapolated (laughs) across 40 hours. You have the opportunity this month to win a copy either on PlayStation 1 or the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And all you have to do is send us a message with your favorite thing about Final Fantasy. Like, what is it about Final Fantasy that you like? Is it the crazy hairstyles? Is it <laughs> the fact that none of the games have stories that connect to each other? Is it the... I'm trying to think of other things people said. I don't know. People like things about Final Fantasy. Yeah. There are redeeming things about it. 
Uh, so what is it that you like? Just send us a direct message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can find us at W-I-O-W podcast, or you can send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. We also have other ways that you can win entries towards that prize this month. You can send us a direct message to tell us what emoji do we need to add to our Discord server? We have a bunch of custom emojis. We are getting your guys' input on future ones. We did have mm-hmm. somebody suggest that we need to have a cloud running away emoji because <laughs> Dan and his streams ran away from a lot of battles. We also need to have an under-leveled emoji just because Dan never was a high enough level. So those are some, you know, just send us what, what kind of emojis do we need for our Discord. Speaking of Discord, mm-hmm. you should jump on Discord, chat with us. It's a good time. And just by participating in Discord, you can win extra entries into this month's bounty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also enter this month's bounty just by contacting me or Jordan on Discord as well. But oh. um, is that a thing? That's a thing. People, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. you mean they can DM, send us their answers direct on Discord? Message. I thought you meant just by like saying hello. I exist as a person on Discord. They would get an entry. But no. base, I mean, the first bounty level one. So you can earn three entries on Discord by chatting. Yeah, yeah Over yeah. the course of every month, it resets the first of the month every. Yeah. Every month. Uh, so you can have a total if you're highly active on Discord and enter both bounties. You can have a total of five entries to win the remake or the original version of Final Fantasy VII. Would you look at that? Um, but getting one extra entry, you don't have to be very active on Discord. You can get it pretty no. quickly. And don't be like, man, I don't have time for Discord. I'm never going to win because we have had lots of winners who just sent in one direct message and boom, that's just the magic of probability. All you need is one entry and you mm-hmm. can you can do it. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to stockpile entries, you know, you do you. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's the bounty this month. Um. Yeah, then depending on when we record the next episode, you may or may not have passed the 1st of February or yes. I don't know when we're going to record it, but first episode in February going to be when that ends. It is currently so. January 2021, so that's the month we're giving away stuff. If you are sometime in the future listening to this, just go to our latest episode, see what we're giving away, mm-hmm. and enter mm-hmm. that bounty instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan. The next episode of the podcast. Yeah, what is it? We're taking I a break. Don't we're have t- any clue. Oh, we're just we're, we're gonna no, not, we're gonna no. not record anymore. No, the podcast is over, everyone. Um, Sorry to let you know. I got good news, Jordan. Oh, what? It's not a forty-hour-long game. Thank you. Please, please, thank you. And I have even better no- news, Jordan. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Oh, it's been a while. We have. <laughs> I'll spare you. Uh, the, the stained song. Um, it's been a while. We've had so many. That's like the third or fourth time in this episode we've broken into song. I just, I didn't want to do exactly, literally just what you did. I know. I you just, have to, I though. Just... We, do uh, not, um, we do not endorse or um, support stained on this podcast, but we are always here for a comedic, a comedic melodic interlude. Uh, Jordan, we're playing Super Double Dragon. Super Double Dragon. So I'm trying to think. We played Battletoads in Double Dragon. Is yeah. that the only Double Dragon we've covered on the no, show? No, we played F- Double Dragon 2. Do oh, you remember? Double Dragon 2. The, the, re- return, the, the Revenge. Revenge. The Revenge. The Broak. Broak. Yeah. The bro- grasp. Grasp. G-R-A-S-P. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is our third foray into the Double Dragon world. Do you remember the spiky underwater oh, bases no. with the oh, ceilings? Oh, no. I remember platforming. Please tell me there's no platforming. Uh, I don't think there's much platforming in Super Double Dragon. Although, Tune in. Tune in to the next episode to find out if they had to platform. Jordan, I think not enough people know about Super Double Dragon. I don't know about it. I don't yeah, know anything about it. I think we're going to I think we're gonna have a good time, but I, I hope so. It's been, a, it's been a little while since I played it. Did you look up how long it is? About two hours, I think. Oh, two, that two, sounds so 
that's what refreshing. I'm saying. It's a nice break. It's like a can of Sprite on a hot summer day, just refreshing. The Fresh Maker. Okay. What is Sprite's? Doesn't Sprite have a anyway? The, it's the Fresh Maker. The, okay, I thought that was it's, Mentos. It's, yeah, it's the Fresh Maker. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sprite has a thing about refreshing. <laughs> uh Obey your thirst. <laughs> it's a, nothing to do with it. Oh, the brand slogan was changed to obey your thirst and jingles containing it became urban oriented, featuring a hip hop theme. You can tell that was. Oh, that's a perfect transition, Jordan, into our music segment. As much as I would love for this episode to continue on because it hasn't been quite long enough. Um, do you have anything else before we transition into our hip hop music segment, Jordan? Uh, no, no, I don't. Are you sure? I think we are. We did it. We're about to run out of hard drive space. (laughs) Uh, today's song comes from nerdcore rapper Mega Ran and Robo Rob. Uh, I think he's a DJ producer guy. Uh, the name of the song Mako Reactor. All right. And it happens to be about blowing up a couple Mako reactors. Yeah, because, you know, once wasn't enough. You yeah, gotta do it yeah. twice. So this this song is just about the first, like, couple hours of Final Fantasy VII. The story's from Cloud's perspective. It's a pretty good song. I like it quite a bit. Um, from Game Chops. Our, uh, our friends Game Chops. Not our friends. Just a great video I was gonna label. say, do they even know we exist? I'm working on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they will. All right. Well... We'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. All right, we get in. We blow up the Mako reactor, and then we out. That's um, it. What? Actually, it's pronounced Mako react. Mako? Are you sure? I worked there. Got money on the mind. No fear in my eyes. Avalanche the squad, so it's time to rise. I'm just going forward. No time for going back. What's the mission? Destroy the Mako reactor. They brought it on themselves, so we got to take them out. All in, but we might not all make it out. Ending the Shinrun, closing the chapter, the mission. Destroy the Mako Reactor. I never got the names and I didn't really care to. I just want the money, so the mission I get here to is simple. I joined some resistance clique, blow up the reactor, then we split, that's it. And they go on about saving the planet. All the precious resources we've been taking for granted. But I'm doing me. It's not that I don't understand it, but I'm trying to carry the job out just how we planned it. And in my line of work, there's no time for softies. These treat huggers better wake up and smell the coffee. Been around the block, man, I'm far from a beginner. I've been in reactors back when I worked for Shinra. And they don't trust me, and I don't like them, and I don't blame them. Cause I ain't like them, war thing built for it Troubles like my wallet, I only find it when I'm never looking for it So as I set the bomb, I start to get a premonition Some kind of feeling this shouldn't be a part of the mission But I do it, ten minutes remain before Reactor 1 is going down in flames And so we out to the train to rest Part 1 of the mission is a complete success So for now it seems that the good guys are winning But this ain't the ending, it's only the beginning, come on Get back to the hideout.
later in the day in the four barracks acting shady with the paint I don't need this fam y'all can go on without me halfway out the door when Tifa comes up and stops me tells me about a promise that I made back in the day that if she was in trouble that I'd be there with no delay and now here I stand walking out on my chance so I agree to the mission and we leave in town and I bump into a dude named Johnny childhood friend who found the need to remind me to take care of Tifa yeah I willingly oblige and next on the agenda is reactor number five we hop up on the train and begin to take a ride but not long after that we in for another surprise something suspicious they lock it down the train cars makes it exciting cause I know it's about to pop off when we run to the first car hop off near miss we escape unscathed unharmed so we continue right on our way gotta move fast get it done i ain't got all day but inside the reactor we headed to the core and the layout well it's the same as before and again when i reach it i feel another light flash i'm on the floor weak paralyzed right fast get up set the bomb bust out the premises till we get surrounded by soldiers and the president who's monologuing about taking us under summons a robot that he calls Airbuster. we triple team it and eventually defeat it but the explosion rips the ground apart between us i'm hanging in the balance and i hear teeth screaming i slip and that's the last thing that i remember seeing